Welcome to another episode of Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. And we're going to talk about comics. Comic books. Giraffes Yay. Have Black Tongues. GHBT Podcast. At Gmail. Thanks, Jamie Josta. Yeah, Jamie Josta's in studio as always in my heart. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where he is. That's, that's right. The third member of our team. That's right. So. I hear you got Red Dead Redemption. How are you liking that game so far? I'm loving it. I'm at 59 minutes to go on this uh, data disc, and then look out. <laughs> probably play it. Yeah, actually, that's that's the joke. It's only a uh, loading bar, this game. There's no actual game. That is the entire game. That's yeah, this too is just like, congratulations, you beat it. Yeah. All you got to do is sit there and anticipate <laughs> the loading bar. <laughs> That's the whole thing. There's yeah. no cowboys. It's cap. It's captivated me. So yeah. Well, yeah. So you'll have to give us updates about uh, what your progress is throughout this episode. I think everybody will care about Happily. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. These, these are the life events that people give a shit about. Right. That's why they tune into this podcast. <laughs> welcome to welcome to giraffes have black tongues loading bars. Loading screens. Loading yep. screens. I think this will be good. Yeah. So if I cut out at some point in an hour or so from now, you know why. Because the game finally loaded. Yeah. And you gotta go play it. I, I understand. I understand. Anyway, though. Let's see. Well, I don't know how to transition into this, but another thing in the news is Stan Lee has passed away at 95. Yeah, we should have maybe uh, not been joking around before transitioning so seamlessly into that one i know yeah that's the other thing we're moving into my bad transition i'll just play that sound effect all right that that makes it that makes it better it's now. much much more somber now yeah that seems more appropriate <laughs> that's what you would have at a funeral i think I, yeah yeah i think you would have wanted it that way honor to honor someone yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah stanley that's it. He was old, man. He was he was up there in age. So he was. It's only a matter of time, I guess. I think they suspected it was a heroin overdose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heroin overdose or a motorcycle accident, or yeah. um, you know, his, his parachute didn't open when he went skydiving. I a don't know. Cage fighting match <laughs> to the death. Yeah, that he just didn't win. He joined a fight club and uh, just didn't end. That's, that's a cool it was. Yep. It's too bad. He overestimated himself. Yeah. I think we all do that sometimes. We can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> anyway, this this week we happen to read two Marvel books that Stan Lee is responsible for. So Yeah, so so we're kind of honoring him. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we should get into the comic books then. You ready to talk about these ones? Always ready. All right. I, I think we'll go to the X-Men one first, because the transition for the Spider-Man book is, is way more offensive. Okay, let's hear and it. Less, less respectful for the deceased. <laughs> what's, what's the transition to that one? We're, we're not going to pull it out now. We're, okay. we're making a seamless transition into like a respectful tone. Okay, let's do it. Um, Stanley, I don't know if he was... Left behind a widow or not. And speaking of weddings, <laughs> X-Men Gold number six, the wedding. 
the, that one work? That one works for me. Now it works. Yeah, now it works as that uh, effect was added. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> X-Men Gold. <laughs> Good. Nice. Seamless. Very respectful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this was X-Men Gold Volume 6. And, yeah, I gotta say, the, the X-Men books, the colors, they sound like cigarette packets. So, you know, give me a pack of X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue, X-Men Red. X-Men Reds, the new yeah. fancy X-Men Reds with menthol. They call those uh, X-Men Reds the cowboy killers. Speaking of which, how far is your game? <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. 50 minutes to go. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I like the names of these books, but it, it, it makes me want to smoke cigarettes, though. Nice. So... I want to do something a little differently here. I want to start with the reviews because the reviews for both of these books happen to just tell you the basic story of them. The reviews are more like product descriptions for this book for some reason, but I figure it'll help us kind of save time about uh, telling the story. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, I think so. It's okay. Read some fucking reviews. Three stars. I miss Jamie. He's, he's really quiet this episode. Yeah. Read some... Uh, fuck it, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> yes! Yes! You bastard, GHBT Podcast. <laughs> That's what we wanted. That yeah. was what we wanted to hear. I forgot to say, reviews. Not email, reviews. <laughs> Correction, Jamie Justin. You bastard. You bastard. Uh, I love that drop so much. Yeah. Greatest thing. This one is... Three stars, and the title is It's Alright. Great title. I like that one, yeah. Fuck yeah. The book continues to tell X-Men stories at breakneck speed. Iceman invited Pyro onto the team in the previous story arc and got lectured over it. Kitty relents, of course, because they have invited Magneto into their ranks more than once now, so what standards do they really have? Colossus gets kidnapped on a mission and spends most of the storyline shirtless and tied to chairs while the villains spell out their plans. The team find Colossus and take on Villain of the Week just in time for the wedding. Meanwhile, Rachel is facing down Mesmero and looks to be suffering from it. But in X-Men Red... What is it? Mesmero. Rachel is facing Mesmero and looks to be suffering from it. But in X-Men Red, it's revealed that Cassandra Nova is messing with Rachel's head as well. Are both of these things happening at the same time? We'll find out in the next and last trade paperback for X-Men Gold. And last. Oh, this is the end? I didn't realize that. I mean, according to this dude who wrote a review. I mean, you can't really trust the well, I mean, reviews, I, you know. Is there, is there a more trustworthy source on the internet <laughs> than this dude? I mean, he, for all I know, he could be uh, reviewing a vacuum cleaner. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really hope he also left this review on a uh, Uber page. I do too. Uh, But that kind of awesome. Actually, the the end of that sentence here are both of these things happening at the same time. That's kind of a weird cliffhanger question, right? Like, are these two books running concurrently? Find out next time. I don't know because Nightcrawler is on X Men Red now. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he and he and Gambit were both on the X Men Red team. We we read. Oh yeah, that's right. Really? So I I don't know if they're both like on double duty. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll 
find this guy's username and private message him and figure it out. He's got the skinny. We'll ask him. Yeah. We'll invite him on next week. (laughs) Right. Anyway, what'd you think about this book? It was okay. Had a big crazy twist ending, though. Yeah, fucking crazy shit. Spoiler alert, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Chris, but this is your one warning. Yeah. The only time I'll ever give you a warning. Right. Everyone else, fuck you. I'll ruin everything (laughs) for you. I don't care. Right. Chris personally complained to me, though, so, or him. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah, yeah, so at the end, the entire thing is, uh, we're all getting ready for the big Kitty Pride Colossus wedding. And then at the very end, when they're down the aisle, Kitty Bride just phases through like the side of a mountain to disappear. And she's like, I can't do this. And they end up not getting married. And then out of nowhere, like Nightcrawler has been telling everyone he's going to propose to Rachel Summers mm-hmm. at this big event. And he says something about how he's died a couple times before and you got to live life to the fullest and you never know when it's over. Carpe diem type shit. And then it inspires Gambit somehow, and Gambit's just like, you know what, Rogue? Will you marry me? And those two end up getting married. They steal the wedding. Well, I mean, they don't steal <laughs> it. They make sure it doesn't go to a complete waste. And they uh, end up getting married. Gambit, the fucking ladies' man, charmer, thief guy. Crazy. It is crazy, but I think we'll get some good storylines of him trying to have affairs and stuff once he realizes he's bored being married. So I think that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I bet that'll happen. You, you guys remember this. Remember what I said here. And when I'm right, you'll be, you'll see. Actually, yeah, they, they saved a shitload of money by like stealing that wedding. Like they just had a free yeah. wedding. Yeah. Cause like they don't really have any family ties that they would need to fly out there for that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all their friends and like coworkers and shit that they would invite to their own <laughs> wedding anyway. Yeah, it's all the all the cameos are there already. Wolverine is there. Well, maybe he's not there. I, I don't know if he's there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I don't know if someone was just projecting him like psychically or something. Because I, I thought he was still dead. Well, dying is like a casual thing. Like you just said that Nightcrawler's like, yeah, I died a couple times. Got to tie the knot. You know, it's very casual. But he's been brought back. Yeah. No, but you have to be brought back at some point. Wolverine has been written off for like three years now because he's wink wink dead even though they're like teasing that they're bringing him back that's our next big event is them bringing back fucking wolverine because you can't go more than two books without wolverine making an appearance well yeah you need wolverine fuck wolverine he's worthless that's the money maker well if only the other x-men could sell comics on their own right what 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 other x-men has had a solo book Oh, the, I mean, it's currently an Iceman one. There's a Jean Grey, the new little girl Jean Grey one. Little girl I mean, Jean yeah, Grey. they all get, like, solo books. Yeah, like the one from the past, the yeah. out-of-time one. We've read the one. That, that was, a oh, that was X-Men Red, wasn't it? X-Men Red is, like, old Jean Grey, the one that came back from death. X-Men Blue, the little Jean Grey, like, the original five that are out of, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. Time. I remember. Okay. That Jean Grey got a solo book that we read. Yeah, that's right. So easy to keep track of. I know, I can't keep track of all these things. So anyway, yeah, the, the wedding, though. Gambit and Rogue steal the wedding. 
Oh, shit. Because Gambit's the master thief, so he even steals a fucking wedding. Oh, nice. Oh, oh shit. There it is. Yeah. My vindication I was looking for. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But yeah, so when they're at the altar, Colossus is about to put the ring on Kitty Pride, and she decides to phase through the ring, and then, you know, she's like, sorry, I can't do this. And then she phases through, like, the Earth itself, which I thought was strange. Uh, I didn't realize she could just phase to the other side of the planet if she wants to. Yeah, so she, she canceled the wedding. And what, it's because of that dude's sister? Colossus's sister? What's her name? Uh, it might be. Her, her X-Men name is Magic. Her real name's Ileana. Okay. I'll call her Magic. I think that's easier. Yeah. Badass <laughs> name. Because it's misspelled. It's Magic with a K. Oh, man. Third of a C. Breaking all the rules. I know. Bad. Well, she's my favorite. <laughs> Me too. Best character ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Solonaris girl. Right. She's saying, oh, you, you're, you're marrying my brother, but maybe you would have done it by now already. You're way too young to be marrying my old man-ass brother. <laughs> then she breaks up, or uh, phases away. Yep. Uh, and yeah, just covering the age difference real quick, what do you think it is? How many years apart are they in age? Oh, man. Let's say, let's, let's guess on the side of caution, and we'll go like eight or nine. We're going to say it's single digits. Oh, man. I was going to say my my low guess is 20 years and my high guess is 30. 15 to 30? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. There's a gap. There's an age gap. So that's the wedding. I mean, that wedding issue was, uh, you know, the main attraction here. So there's a lot of cameos and stuff. Uh, most importantly, Wolverine, but then some others. But before that, they're doing all this other shit, too. So going back to that review... They they said that uh, Colossus spent most of the volume shirtless and tied to a chair. So he was indeed. So Colossus gets kidnapped. It wasn't a chair. He was like strapped down to a, a bed. The Sentinel guy was like trying to create the legacy virus all over again using Colossus's blood. He was like in a uh, lab bed. That you're you're right about that. But this review, the way they say it. Colossus gets kidnapped on a mission and spends most of the storyline shirtless and tied to chairs. <laughs> I love that he makes a specific <laughs> mention of like the shirtlessness. Like, I think it was his favorite part. Of the time Colossus is always going to be shirtless because, like, when he turns into the steel thing, it always like rips whatever top he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why he has to be a, make a special point about it. I'm glad he did. That convinced me to read it. Yeah, he's not wrong about the shirtlessness. He is not. Yeah, they they also had him hooked up to, uh, you know, whatever science machines. And uh, to me, it looked like he was, like, it kind of looked like he had car batteries, the, those uh, jumper cables strapped to his nipples. So I think he's just doing it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Colossus gets down. <laughs> It's like he he paid somebody for like that uh, kidnapping experience. Can't you do that? Like it's kind of like a haunted house, but you like give someone money to do a fake kidnapping. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. <laughs> all this was was the big Colossus kink issue. Yeah, <laughs> all his all his skeletons are out of the closet. Oh, maybe that's why Kitty Pride 
phase two yeah, of the ring. Yeah, was like, oh. whoa, whoa, you're too hardcore for me, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I didn't know all this stuff. I'm not into that. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't go for that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then the other thing uh, about this review I wanted to talk about, Colossus is uh, shirtless and tied to chairs. While the villains spell out their plan, the team find Colossus and take on Villain of the Week just in time for the wedding. So the way they describe that, you would think that the villain is just trying to rob a bank or something. But no, this villain's trying to commit mass planet-wide genocide of mutants. And that's Villain of the Week. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah, X-Men, X-Men canon. It's, there are a dime a dozen, those genocidal maniacs. Trying to wipe out the mutant kind. Yeah. That's nothing new. I mean, it is like a weekly been event. Walk a few times. Yeah. I guess it does happen every it week. It is. Like, there's never an issue where it's just like they try to stop a guy from committing domestic violence in their neighborhood or they, they try to, like, rescue a dog from a parked car in a parking lot with the windows rolled up on a hot summer day. It's never simple, <laughs> like, small time <laughs> crimes like those that they're stopping. Yeah. It's always like, Mutant kind genocide or uh, <laughs> end of the world apocalypse type shit. Yeah, just just once I want to see like one of the uh, maybe not one of the bruisers because clearly that'll be over way too quickly. But one of the like the flyers or the psychics yeah. need to like break into a car door or a window to rescue <laughs> a puppy. Yeah, like that's an issue I'll be thoroughly invested in. Right. Oh, or like uh, have beast. Sit, get a cat out of a tree or something like that. That would be good too. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> you can climb up it so adorably. Yeah, that's the stuff I want to see them take on. And the cat would be like scared at first, so they'd be creating a yeah, problem. Yeah, it would claw at him and scratch he'd be, his face he'd be a little. Pissed, yeah, but then he'd be like, "Oh, you were scared. It's not your fault. You didn't know better." <laughs> hang on, hang on, one quick second. I gotta insert the other disc. Oh, okay. Big, big update. Big break in the case here, guys. Oh shit. Okay, I'm back. All right. So, how much more time you got left on your on your disc there? Sixty two minutes. Ah, oh, man, almost there. That'll just fly by, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Good thing we're recording, so you don't have to just look at the loading bar. <laughs> this is this is why I was playing. I was trying to get all the Dead by Daylight out of the time before this, because I figured this would be a good time to just start loading this thing onto my uh, system. That's a good plan. Yeah. Brilliant. Fuck yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about with this book is the villain. It's a sentinel that's like human sized made of nanotechnology or nanites rather, which is a very popular thing in comics these days is nanites. But I mean, you know, I thought he was pretty cool. I liked I liked the villain of the week. Yeah, like each new sentinel model or creation or whatever way of creating them. It always come up a little bit better than the previous one. It's always an upgrade. Yeah. Tried and true practice in uh, X-Men books especially. So, yeah, they redo that again, once again, with, uh, I think he was calling it, what was he calling himself? Uh, Alpha. Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. I like. I liked it. Where are the nanites in real life? Like, they're so popular in comics, I've never seen a nanite. Well, they're so small, you don't see them with your <laughs> naked eye. I've never, I've never heard of a nanite being existing. Um, yeah, I, I don't do much in the science community anymore. I got out of that game, but yeah. <laughs> Not lucrative <laughs> enough, huh? Touch face. 
Yeah. I'll touch face with my contacts and see what they what the progress is. Yeah, we need to get a scientist in here. Tell us about yeah. nanites. Yeah, and also explain to me how bring a head full back works. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fucking spring ahead. Yeah, damn it, earth rotations. All right. You got anything else about this book? I think that's all I have. That's all I want to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. And they also stuck to another tried and true X Men book uh story arc or storyline idea mm-hmm. where um you know Alpha is working for this woman who's like a senator or something. Oh. Who's a racist or a bigot against the mutant kind. And so they once again recycle that tireless idea of bigotry and people hating what they don't understand and those that are different from them, but not because they're like of a different race or creed or religion or anything like that, but just because they're mutants. Yeah, which... Classic X-Men storytelling line right there. Yeah, I mean, you can't have X-Men without bigotry. Exactly. I, I want to read a X-Men book where the X-Men are the bigots. And like they, they like exclude people based on race and religion and stuff. I think that would be a interesting <laughs> twist on the idea. Go to like Bizarro World or something like that for the X Men. <laughs> yeah, like there's some yeah. outcast uh, group of X Men who hate like yeah the gay community or the blacks <laughs> or people of other like religions. Like ooh, I would I would read that. That's that's something different for X Men. It's like, we all know, yeah, we know, we know bigotry is bad, except everyone, blah, blah, blah. But just, just do some like mutant stuff. Like, I don't, I don't care about the politics of it now. I get it. And yeah, that's the only reason I read these books. Yeah. To be reminded that bigotry is bad. It, yeah. They taught me bigotry is bad. <laughs> Love everybody. Yeah. Carpe diem. Right. The only lessons in life I need are from X-Men books. They also, they also taught me how to write in cursive. The other life lesson you need. They did? Or skill. No, I don't know why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I never use that, cursive. That seems, like a vital, that seems like a vital life lesson for people, right? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Do you, ever, do you ever write in cursive? Fuck no. <laughs> I, I write cursive. everything in all caps like a fucking two-year-old <laughs> child would do. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hold your pen in, a, in your fist like you're holding like a knife. And like. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm a sociopath. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. <laughs> like you're carving your name into the paper. <laughs> exactly. Dude, my signature, I, I don't even use cursive in my signature. All I know how to write in cursive is a capital D because of, you know, my name. And then I just scribble the rest and I don't really write letters. So that's my signature if you ever want to copy it. Cursive nice. D followed by scribbles. And I just sign shit. I just sign shit, Donnie. I don't even write my last name or my proper full name. Like, I should write Donald Lewandowski, but no. Donnie. Ah, forget that jazz. Fuck, fuck cursing, dude. Stew. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, yeah. On the license, so it's a government paper or ID, so it's official. Yeah. Right? Is that how that works? I don't know. I think so. It's on my license, just says Donnie. In cursive, well, in capital D, followed by scribbles. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I this this book was entertaining enough. I thought it was fine. Villain of the week, followed yeah, by it, wedding. Yeah, three three was an accurate number grade, I suppose, on a scale of one to five. Yeah, it wasn't right, right in the middle there. 
It wasn't amazing. Wasn't anything special. Yeah. Wasn't the worst. Wasn't the best. Sure. It had Gambit in it, so that that helped a little bit. Gambit got married. That's good. All right. So yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Ready to move on to Spider Man. So all right. So Gambit will now go on his honeymoon with Rogue, and they can have some sex. So Gambit doesn't have to jerk off and do some Spider Manning of his own in his <laughs> hotel room or his X Mansion room. Boom, transitioned into Spider-Man while making a jerk-off joke. R.I.P. Stan Lee. <laughs> R.I.P. Stan Lee. Nice. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to do that one when, you know, we were being serious. Now enough time has passed for jerk-off jokes. Right, when right. We, when we started the episode, there wasn't enough time. Yeah, when we started that when we first started like we were on like disc 1 of the uh, copying of Red Dead. It was it was a different world and, back uh, then. Yeah, times were different back then. How much time you got left on Red Dead? 40 minutes. All right. All right. So anyway, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 7. (laughs) (laughs) For God's Come on, Jamie. Yeah, he's he's having trouble. Read your cue cards. Yeah, we got to read this better. Whoops. So anyway, with this book, I again want to start with the review because... It'll, it just tells you what happens in the story. This one was five stars, and the title is Amazing Spider-Man Worldwide Volume 7. I guess I, guess I could have just read that when I forgot the number, but there you go. Didn't it have been Amazing Spider-Man Volume 7 Worldwide? I think this dude titled it out of order. I thought it was Worldwide Volume 7. Not, not the nitpick, but... Well, yeah. This, this guy's a fucking idiot, man. An asshole. So, he says... Dr. Octopus returns as the all-new superior octopus intent on taking back Parker Industries, the company he made when he was possessing Spider-Man's body, Hat Will Supreme... Sorry. Hat Will Secret Empire mean for the amazing Spider-Man? I think it means what will. Okay. Okay. That would make sense. (laughs) It's hard hard to read. Typo there. But for some reason, he says, you know, what will that mean for Spider-Man? The return of Otto Octavius. That's the answer. (laughs) but this isn't the old doc he's back as the superior octopus which he already said that he's allied himself with steve rogers and hydra and he has a personal mission to take down the company that he helped create parker industries spider-man is already overwhelmed from the chaos of secret empire but now facing one of his greatest enemies who's back from the grave more powerful than ever and following the orders from Captain America himself, does Spider-Man stand a chance? Peter must use the full force of his company, every asset at his disposal, to stop Doc Ock and Hydra, but will it be enough? Collecting Amazing Spider-Man 29 through 32 and 789 through 791. Okay. That's what's going on here, and that's the review. Long review. I mean, it's just... He's just saying the product description, though. Like, weirdly. He keeps repeating Superior Octopus, Superior Octopus. He's back, he's back. That's his name. You can't, you can't call him anything else now. He didn't actually say that name in the book, did he? Yeah, he did. Isn't that how he first introduces himself? Because when they first come face-to-face, Peter's like, oh, you're in a new clone body? He's oh, like, oh, this. yes, this one's the Superior Octopus. I'm Superior Octopus. Shitty nickname, though. Yeah, it's I wouldn't stupid. be shouting it out like that. Should should be saying, like, Doc Ock the God. Yeah. So anyway, I enjoyed this book. I liked seeing 
Dr. Octopus. Uh, apparently, he's been through some shit. You know, he, he lived in Peter Parker's body somehow for a while, started a company, and then died. And now he's in some kind of a clone body or something. A clone body with a stupid haircut, by the way. It was a very hipster, hipster-looking Doc Ock, yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's it's like a Doc Ock, but he's like kind of kind of like lanky and skinny and shit, and uh, it's weird. He he reminded me of the uh, dude from Grandma's Boy who wanted to be a robot, the main like bad guy of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a good comparison. <laughs> Looks exactly like that dude from Grandma's Boy. Yeah, and I guess Doc Ock does kind of want to be a robot, right? He has those arms and shit. Eh, no, no, you no, because. His whole thing is like how he loves how smart he is. He wants everyone to realize it and worship him for it. So no, he doesn't want to be a robot. Yeah. He just wants the robot arms. The robot arms are cool. I would like robot arms. Yeah, they, they are awesome. Yeah. I, I, like, I did like the Doc Ock's new design, though, when he is wearing... He has a costume that kind of looks like a Spider-Man costume, and then has, of course, the arms coming out of it. The costume reminded me of a Spider-Man costume in the new... Spider-Man game for PlayStation 4 there. You've been playing that one too, right? Have you tried any of yeah, that? Yeah, I just got that one earlier on in the week. Man, that one's a blast. Swinging around New York, like, going to some big tourism hotspots, checking out Black Cat and Taskmaster, Master, <laughs> and uh, Negative Man, Mr. Negative, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative. Yeah. Yeah. Having a blast. It's good times. But there's a costume that you can get in that game that's like a it's a black Spider-Man costume with like a yellow spider on it. So kind of that, reminds me of that. I think that was an alternate costume in the previous one too. Oh, was it? Based off the shitty movies, I think. I don't think it was from a movie though. It was like it was a different. I like I don't I don't think that. No, no, no. The there. Spider-Man game was based off the movie, not the costume. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I haven't. I didn't play that one. The Amazing Spider-Man games. I didn't play. So I missed out on that. You didn't miss much. Yeah, you that's did what not I heard. miss much. That's what I heard. But yeah, so Doc Ock is back and he's trying to take back that company. So the logo for Parker Industries is a P and an I next to each other with like some circles behind it. So to take back his company, Doc Ock just removes the P and the I. So now it just says OO for Otto Octavius. So I guess that's how you steal a company is you just change the logo. Yeah, that's how logo marketing works. There you go. Similar to our our style of attack there. Yeah, that's true. This logo, completely original logo. Yeah, I came up and with then it. And then some 1980s toy company try to knock it off from us. <laughs> yeah. Monsters. Yeah, fucking assholes. They think they can just change the logo, and then suddenly it's theirs. Right. Dicks. Yeah, fucking assholes. So... Yeah, Doc Ock's trying to change the logo, and, you know, Spider-Man is trying to stop him, but Doc Ock is too smart, so what he ends up doing is just, like, nuking his whole company. You know, he just says, hey, we gotta destroy everything, uh, so he can't have it. Which, I kinda like that, it's very, very spiteful. That's, yeah. It's the ideal way to end a company. That's the kind of shit I would do. Yeah. If I ever own a company... Oh, you want me to clear out my desk before I leave? Yeah. Well, fuck you. You can't have any of it. I'm throwing it all right in the trash can, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> it's it's my dream to just steal everything from a company that I work for uh, when I'm <laughs> when I'm leaving. I just want to steal all the office like all the office supplies, 
maybe some All chairs. The staplers in there. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. staplers! There's, there <laughs> the won't chairs, be a, the fucking chairs. There won't be a stapler left in that fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I want to. I want uh, yeah, to try to take the copy machine too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Do an office space in the field with it. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can support that. Yeah, but these people, I'm jealous of the employees at Parker Industries because they got to destroy everything in the office. It looked it looked like a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, they're out of a job, but you know, I think it's worth it. You can find a new job. There's jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the world's best scientists and shit. So I mean, I'm sure it's not difficult for you to find work. They're they're well qualified. I mean, in the aftermath of this. I think they they mentioned someone was mentioning like oh it's hard to find you know I'm not going to put this on my resume and it's like well well why not you know it's not you're you're not the one who destroyed the company that was Peter Parker CEO well no no he's not doing that because everyone else around the world is under the impression that Parker Industries is the one who put that giant dome over New York oh yeah that's, I guess that's right they did all the other spots so yeah there's a little bit of a negative press right now for Parker Industries. But I mean, the fact that you were part, you were involved in doing something like that is pretty impressive. I'd be like, damn, you put a, mm. put a dome around this? Damn. Do, do you think like, do you think like Hydra or like, like uh, underlings from like a uh, specific crime bosses, like crime family organization, like put that on their resume? Like, Hey, I used to be the muscle for the Joker's gang. Uh, give me a job as this bouncer of this shitty bar. I think they put that on their like applications, like probably. Like, um, clearly, you didn't maybe. do a good enough job because Batman beat the shit out of you every time. <laughs> but I mean, that's not a real job, though. That's a, that's all under the table. Like you're not getting pay stubs. You're not getting like records of working for the Joker. You know, the, she probably you just gives you, you a second cash. How, he, how dare you? You don't know how organized he is and how well he runs his company. He has health benefits for entire families, man. Really? He gets he he gives those. Does he have dental? Oh, oh he's got it. Yeah, he's got to have dental. dental in all of Gotham. They got to have those like clown yeah. teeth, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't know he was such a good boss. I mean, there's like a ninety-two percent chance he's gonna shoot you at some point in the face. <laughs> but as long as that doesn't happen, you're set for life, man. You got dental. Yeah. Your entire family. He's a saint. And he might just use one of those guns where, like, he shoots it and a flag comes out that says bang. So it might just be a joke, too, if he's shooting you in the face. Yeah, lately, lots of times when he does that one, he will immediately shoot you with a real gun afterwards, though. Oh, okay. He's a little bit unhinged right now. I see. Or always. Yeah, I think usually. All right, so... Got 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Oh, nice. Good update. All right, let's keep going here. So, Spider-Man's costume. He is also using nanites, apparently, because his suit just kind of changes into the Spider-Man costume. So I guess that's a another instance of nanites being used in comic books. And what else here? Doc Ock is working for Hydra, who is now led by bad guy Captain America with a Thor hammer. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's either a giant like continuity loophole that these new writers were just like, um... Whoops, we don't care enough to like correct this. Because to hold the hammer of Thor, you have to prove yourself worthy of being Thor. Uh-huh. So I mean if you're unworthy by joining like this evil organization and turning into a bad guy, 
obviously you're no longer going to be worthy to hold it. So it's either that they just didn't care to like keep that continuity going, or that was just a giant like reveal of like, hey, Cap is like working undercover, pretending to be a dick, and really he's still a useless hero. I mean, it's one of the two. But if you're a bad guy, does that automatically make you unworthy to hold the hammer? Yes, I think by definition it does. I mean, you could be worthy to do other things. Like what? Like, uh, you could be worthy to... <laughs> I don't know. You'd be worthy to, like, do ethnic cleansing or something. Maybe the hammer likes that kind of stuff. Like, what does the hammer like? You don't know what the hammer likes. Uh... <laughs> that's true, I don't. I, I assume since it's, like, supposed to be a, a beacon of good, that it's not gonna let you use it if, if that's your cup of tea, but... <laughs> Yeah, I can't say for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the hammer's mood, I guess, is politics. Like, what, what's, what's good for the hammer? But wait, well, it's still an inanimate object, so I don't think it has a belief system. It's based off of, like, what Odin would have believed to be good, right? The how that works? But Odin, it. Odin is maybe an asshole. Like, in God of War, they were talking about how Odin's a fucking, like, dick. Like, they don't like Odin. I don't know, man. We gotta find out in the next God of War what Odin would do. Well, no, you can't base it off of that Odin. You need to use the Marvel Anthony Hopkins Odin. That's a way less cool. That's a much shittier version of Odin than yeah. the one from God of War. We haven't even seen the one from God of War yet, and it's already cooler. Yeah, just by stories and legend. Anthony Hopkins eats people's faces. So I don't know if we can trust him. So Anthony Hopkins' mm -hmm. belief system, I, I don't know, it's questionable to me. Mm. But he has a cool beard. He does. So he does. That kind of makes up for everything. Yeah, I guess all is well. All right, anyway. That's what's going on with uh, Doc Ock. So then Peter goes from being this rich billionaire playboy CEO, I guess, and goes back to being like poor old broke Peter, having trouble paying his rent. He's sleeping on his girlfriend's couch, who his girlfriend, by the way, is oh, Mockingbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about didn't... that. Yeah, there's a ton of cameos in this book, too, yeah. which were awesome. Yeah. But randomly, they show San Francisco, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, Beast and Psylocke are there as the two representatives for all of mutant kind for some reason. Mm -hmm. Which makes no sense. But yeah, they make an appearance. Psylocke's awesome, so that was cool. Right. And then they also show a bunch of the Avengers, like Captain Marvel makes some appearances. Uh, Miss yeah. Marvel is in it, and uh, Hulk, Link, or Hulk. Or this Cho Hulk. And then they also showed Alpha Flight, like... Oh, wait, no, that was the other one, right? Sasquatch yeah. and Puck. Oh, yeah, that, that was in X-Men. Okay. Whoops. Oh, well. Someone else made an appearance, and... Probably, I don't know. He's now dating Mockingbird. Huck Holden, Hawkeye. Yeah, hell yeah. I haven't kept up with Spider-Man, so I'm not sure what happened with Mary Jane, but I think Peter fucked up somehow, like maybe he got her killed or whatever. Uh, I didn't look at no, it. No, no. He made a deal with Mephisto to save oh. that stupid-ass old Aunt May. The only way Mephisto would save Aunt May's life is if he divorced Mary Jane Watson and never married her again. Oh, okay. So, I knew about that, so we're still going off of that then. Alright. I think. So, when Doc Ock was still in Spider-Man as the superior Spider-Man, Doc Ock should be commended, because unlike Parker... Mm -hmm. He's not a dickhead when it comes to dating the ladies. 
Like, he didn't oh, give yeah. a shit about like looks or physical appearance. <laughs> he right. was in it only for the brain power. That's why he was dating the uh, one dwarf character, uh, the scientist girl from the, I think it was the location in China, Parker Industries in China where she worked. Or yeah. was she in New York? I think, uh, I'm not or, sure. I, I forget which one she was at. She was somewhere. But yeah, the but yeah. dwarf lady was uh, dating. That, that, that guy who he takes the form of, that's her ex-boyfriend, her other ex-boyfriend. So I think Doc Ock has some weird, like, obsessive thing with this girl. Hmm. It, at the very end of it, like, it kind of showed him, like, paying for her coffee while there was, like, a giant, like, outbreak going on. All right, so I guess I guess this is all about uh, Doc Ock chasing a woman. Then didn't think of that before. Me personally, though, I'm I'm more like Peter Parker. I'll just I'll just go for the for the hot Mary Janes. The other thing in this volume was Green Goblin had a special. So the Green Goblin was back, or uh, Norman Osborn rather was back, and he's like trying to find a way to get his Goblin powers back because I guess uh, Peter did something that took it away. So he goes to the Doctor Strange people to learn magic to get this Green Goblin power back. So he touches this jewel and it's like, oh, then it like just shows him what would happen if he were to like learn magic and everything. The answer is he like summons Peter Parker, turns him into a spider and steps on him. <laughs> this is all a vision. So he goes through all this training and uh, it was just the jewel that he touched was trying to decide if he's worthy. And in this case, uh, the jewel is very righteous. So he found that Norman Osborn was not worthy because he would just use the magic for evil purposes, uh, which was unfortunate because I kind of like oh, the man. magic Green Goblin thing. I thought that was cool as fuck. So he's like meditating, trying to find his inner animal. And then this tiger walks up to him. So his inner animal is this tiger. And then he goes into this room with a bunch of masks on it. And he's supposed to choose the right one. So there's a tiger mask, he walks up to it, and he's like, fuck this tiger mask, and then he like finds a green goblin mask and puts that on, it's like, this is my inner animal. <laughs> I'm avenging myself. It, it was cool, I liked it a lot, but now it's all a dream, unfortunately. And as far as Norman Osborn goes, I would rather them just draw Willem Dafoe instead of drawing Norman Osborn. <laughs> yeah, that, should, that should be the default, uh that you go off of when making him yeah because willem dafoe was fucking perfect as green goblin i don't think you can get better than that just draw willem dafoe oh same same with j jonah jameson too just draw jk simmons all right the other issues after that are sort of peter parker dealing with the fallout of uh his company so the whole city hates peter parker they like spider-man so he's just kind of avoiding being peter parker and just sort of swinging around helping you know, doing small time stuff like getting cats out of trees, helping old ladies cross the street. See stuff stuff the X Men should be doing. Yeah, stopping genocides. He he's he's done he did no no genocides in this book. It was all small time stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's the hero of the common people. There's a character called the Griffin. You know the Griffin, right? Yeah. Because he's such a distinct looking character. He's always like in the background of animated shows. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've I've never actually read or seen anything of him like specifically. He's usually just like there to fill a space. Right, right. Um, and this is what he was doing in this one, too. The Griffin is, like, stealing hot dogs from a hot dog stand. So Spider-Man has to stop him. You know, when they're sort of fighting and having a struggle, Mockingbird, is all, who's also there, she just goes up and punches Griffin in the dick. And Griffin says, doe, and then he's <laughs> out of commission. 
<laughs> so you know, small time stuff. This this is how to the do ultimate it. Ultimate fighting time. move. The yeah. ultimate fighting move. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Punching him in the dick. Uh, okay, and then finally, Spider Man has a fight with the Human Torch because the Human Torch is pissed that he is uh, liquidating the Baxter building, which apparently he was keeping for them and said he'd hold on to it forever. So then once they get over that, Peter Parker gets a call from uh, Robbie. I think it's Robbie who works at the Daily Bugle and starts working for the Daily Bugle again, writing a science section or something. So really back to basics with this book, which I would have rather just seen Peter Parker trying to continue to run a company rather than him like being a journalist again. I think it's a more interesting take on it. but. But no. Yeah, because he even mentioned like he didn't understand how Tony Stark could do the both of them. He was having troubles like switching from Parker to Spider-Man when he the time came that Spider-Man needed to show up and save everyone. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like a new way to look at the character, and they kind of just sort of threw that away. I don't know. They should have just had him like downsize the company rather than totally destroy it. Well, no, he didn't get rid of it because. He didn't get rid of it because he was having problems with it. He did it because Hawk was there and was going to, if he got his hands on any of that shit that was in there that they were creating, it would have been catastrophic for the rest of the world. It was to protect all of the world, not because he couldn't cut it. I guess so. Well, then he could have started a smaller company. Just take a few of those ideas and try to make a company based off of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how just destroying, like, one office building specifically is going to completely bankrupt you and fucking ruin your entire empire. <laughs> and he has, like, all these collaborations on every fucking continent. Why you not just move to, like, the London-based one or the San Francisco-based one and just work out of there, dude? Yeah. You don't have to liquidate everything. You're not broke now. You still own all these other fucking companies making you all this bank off of the science shit. Like, I don't understand how this worked. Like, they, yeah, they must like, have their hands in... this now? I don't know. Like, they must have their hands in, like, other, you know, areas, you know? Like, they, they're not just, it can't just, it can't only be creating this crazy science it, stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't, every other, like, off-site was solely focusing on the one, like, natural fuel source that the doctor, or the scientist in China was yeah. specifically working on. It wasn't like all of them were trying to master produce his one invention. Like, they're all, like, the best scientists in the fucking universe. They could all be working on shit of their own. There's no reason that one fucking base going down is going to bankrupt you. Actually, zero sense. One of the branches he was doing was like cell phones. He had the cell phone called Webware. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like the uh, like an Apple Watch or something. Just keep selling phones. Like you don't have to destroy the phone shit, do you? That's not that big a deal. Doc Ock gets hold of the phones. It'll be catastrophic. But then, uh, I think, I think that logo. one was uh, that one was because when they did the terror drone thing mm-hmm. around New York, uh, people were like, "Ooh, fuck Parker Industries!" This stock yeah. I think took a hit on that one. That's true. But I think maybe that's why he deactivated it. Maybe. But still, you yeah. could use the same technology to like make a newer, less like shit associated version of it. Like wait, wait a couple months and rename it and rebrand it as something else. You don't have to become bankrupt for no reason over that. That's the part that is still confusing and maddening to me. Yeah, it sucks. Oh well. Anyway, though, I had fun reading this book. It was, uh, it was good. I liked Doc Ock in it. I like seeing Green Goblin again. You know, some of the classics were in this one. Griffin, 
It was good to see him. Awesome. <laughs> we we all know Griffin. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this book. It was it was good. What'd you think? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess ex- um, except for him going broke. I, again. I like I like Yeah. I liked it. I like Doc Ock's new costume. It's like a combination of it's sort of one part Spider-Man. It's similar to like his superior Spider-Man as far as it, the look, but like the color scheme and everything. Sort of like aspects of the shocker just because of the weird gloves yeah or goggles i mean and uh sort of yellow jacket back when hank pym went super domestic violence crazy it also sort of reminded me of like the uh the black fighter the the version from dc oh you yeah know, the, uh, the real amazing spider comic character man everyone's favorite and uh yeah the neighborhood friendly villainous spider-man <laughs> I don't know. It was a it was a cool looking costume. I liked that. That yeah. was my highlight. Yeah, I I, en- I enjoyed it. Anything else about this one? Not really. All right. So we'll go ahead and move on here then. Two minutes. Oh shit. Okay, we got to go fast. So speaking of, uh... I mean, we don't have to stop the second. <laughs> I know. I know. But... Two minutes. That's good. That's good. You're almost there. Okay. So anyway, I'll just we'll move on here. I want to talk quickly about the new episode of The Walking Dead. You know, this is the first episode without Rick. So at the beginning of the episode, Michonne is doing like a voiceover narration or whatever, talking about time going by, I miss you, uh, years, months, weeks, whatever. Um, You're still not here, blah, 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 Rick. But at one point while she's doing this monologue, there is a horse's ass behind her. Just uh, just the horse's ass. So you see the tail like twitching and shit like this, just right behind her head during this fucking stupid monologue. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Like, wh- why would they leave a horse's ass behind her head? <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm assuming there's like a blooper reel where like the actress, like she just kept fucking up the line every single time, and then the only scene that they got anything that they could use for the show was the one with the horse butt in. Like right behind her head. Oh no, Dave! This is a voice. The only time where she got through it without like fucking up. No, no, no! This is a voiceover showing her face, not talking. Okay, so it wasn't that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So like she's talking, but not from her mouth. It's like they recorded it later and just put it over the video. So it's like in her head. Oh Jesus! (laughs) So they intentionally just put a horse asshole behind her. So yeah, I think that I think they're trying to tell us something. Like what she's saying is bullshit. Oh, maybe, yeah, because Rick isn't dead, and she doesn't know that, so maybe they mean, like, oh, you're a horse's ass, Michonne, fucking idiot. You don't even know. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so that was the stupidest part. A couple other quick things here. The wagons are now fully covered, so you got those the hoods over the wagons, so you'll like Good. that. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I'm a big fan. They're using hydroponics now, so it looks like they're growing a bunch of weed, you know? <laughs> so I like, I like that part. <laughs> And I mean, uh, that's all you cope. I I mean, yeah. If it, if there's a zombie apocalypse, you know, grow all the weed you want, smoke it. Like, who cares? You you need it. It's necess- It's necessary in this world, I think. And then the last thing was Eugene was hanging out with Rosita, and they're checking like a water tower for something. I, I can't remember what they were doing, but he climbs up this water tower, uh, spots a horde, a herd coming, and tells yells to Rosita like, "Hey, you know, there's a herd." We got to get ready to go. And so he tries to climb down and like the last couple of, uh, let's say like two stories from the ladder that's attached to the water tower, there's just a regular ladder and he accidentally knocks this ladder over. He can't climb it down. 
So what would you do in this situation, Dave? I would just climb back up and sit there and wait. Yeah. Uh, you know, just do that. Yell to Rosita, hey, sorry, I'm, I'm stuck. You go. Go now. Uh, but no, Eugene, he decides to just to, to jump it. So he jumps down and breaks his leg uh, while this horde is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he had been, like, working out recently. He's been, like, parkouring a lot in yeah. the uh, zombie apocalypse world. Maybe. And he really believed he could make it. He was like, you know what? This is the day I'm going to show Rosita how, like, fit and, like, Kick ass I can be and win her over. Yep. I'm going to parkour the shit out of this tower. Yeah, and maybe. he just came up a little short. He got too cocky. Too big for his britches this early on. Yeah. Like, he'd been, he'd been parkouring, like, by parkouring, he means, like, jumping over, like, a turnstile <laughs> in an abandoned movie theater or something. Or, like, at an old subway station. He jumps over the back of like his a, couch. A garbage can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's what he's been doing. He wasn't, quite ready. he wasn't quite ready for fucking water tower heights. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. He off more than he could chew. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty good. Like, I, I thought he was just going to stay up there. But then, like, they show Rosita in the shot. And just, like, in front of the shot, you just see, like, the dummy fall down. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this show is so oh, stupid. Fuck. So there's your Walking Dead update. We'll see what happens next week. Are the two of them dating in the show now? Was he trying to impress her? Uh, I th- or is he smitten by her still at least? I think he's, yeah, he's still smitten by her, but I don't think they're dating. So he was trying to win her over then. Yeah, I think that's what he's trying to do. Oh yeah, actually, because he was like, oh, leave me. Uh, I, I love you and stuff like that. And she's like, hey, don't don't be fucking weird. And then like continues to help him do that so yeah yeah there you go oh man yeah so that's walking dead what are you at now on your is your game done oh yeah yeah oh nice this horse and i are best fucking friends now we're riding each other oh yeah across the riding each other (laughs) wow yep with mr hands over here i yeah i just tripped on a uh tree branch with him and he died nice i just rode him off a cliff Yep. You should name your horse Mr. Hands. That's a good name. You name them Hands? You name them? You can name them, yeah. So Mr. Hands is great. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, last thing to talk about here is uh, I, I saw Venom. Actually, it wasn't that bad, dude. I kind of liked that movie. The action, hmm. the action was pretty good. The CGI didn't look terrible. I didn't really like Tom Hardy. That was my complaint about it. I thought he was kind of an annoying character. Yeah, he, he's no toe for grace. For sure, yeah. Topher Grace is uh, the one true Venom. But yeah, I liked it. Like, Venom just, like, talks shit to him. You just hear him in the back of, you know, just voiceover Venom. He breaks into this high-ass office building. You know, he's, like, looking out the window, and Venom's like, jump. He's like, nah. So he, he like, goes to the elevator, and Venom's just like, you pussy. Like, call, like shit like that. He's calling him a pussy. I, I like the antagonizing he was doing. But yeah, that, that movie, like, weirdly just ended suddenly. All of a sudden, we're at the final fight with a riot. It, it seemed unearned. I, I don't know. We just we're just suddenly, you know, having a fight at a rocket launch and shit. But I did enjoy the movie a lot. Mm. So I, actually, I would recommend it. I I don't know why people are shitting on it so hard. I I really didn't think it was that bad. So check it out. Was it getting negative reviews? Yeah, it was. People are like, "Oh, this movie is really bad." I mean, it's not the greatest thing, but like, well, yeah, that's the Topher Grace effect. <laughs> After Topher Grace, it's just not the same. You need. You should have recast right. Topher Grace. Right, right. Yeah. You were just so disappointed with Tom Hardy. I mean, he was the weakest part of the movie, Tom Hardy himself. 
I, I just didn't like him. Uh, maybe that's the problem. But I, I actually thought Venom was cool as fuck. Was it Woody? Is it Woody Harrelson the one that's playing? That's playing Carnage in it. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He. That's right. He appeared at the end. So th- that seems pretty cool. I definitely want to see this Carnage. Uh, so hopefully they get a sequel yeah, with Carnage. Yeah, that should be awesome. Yeah. So, I went to the movies though. I want to. When's the last time you went to the movies, Dave? Oh, three years. Uh, okay. <laughs> so no, no, no. Years. I saw Dead. No, I saw Deadpool two. So theaters with what, a lady friend. What they're doing at this movie theater, and I, I don't know if this is happening in America. Is I want to ask you. So we get to the movie theater. And we walk into the movie and realize they, they, didn't, they didn't give us those fucking 3D glasses. And they're not giving you the 3D glasses anymore. You have to buy the 3D glasses and bring your own to the theater. Do they do that in America now? They don't go to 3D movies. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm incensed by this. And go fuck yourself, movie theaters. I don't want to remember fucking glasses that I only use for movies. It really pissed me off. How do they assume people even own 3D Glasses in China, is that like a thing? No. It's not a thing. Some people walked in with them. I don't know where they got them. I don't know why they're do- bringing them. But other people have the same problem. Exactly. Like, hey, what the fuck? Maybe they go to the theater a lot and they just knew ahead of time. I don't know, man. I- I'm pissed. Like, why are they trying to make the movie-going experience worse? You know, it's already bad enough. Why are you seeing 3D movies? That's the only option most of the time. Really? Really. Oh. I don't have a choice. That sucks. And then they're like, oh, you have to bring your own glasses now, too. It's like, why do you want this to be terrible for me? It's already bad enough is in China. Is it or is it like IMAX? No, it's, is IMAX the same thing? No, IMAX is like a really big curved screen. 3D is that uh, you have to wear the oh. glasses. But yeah, no, what, it's just 3D. In, what in Venom was supposed to be 3D? Well, have you ever watched a 3D movie without the glasses? Yeah. It looks like a blurry piece of shit, so it doesn't matter what was supposed to be right. 3D. It's that it's unwatchable if you don't have the glasses. I think I've only... I'm trying to remember the last like 3D movie I actually went and saw like at a theater. Yeah, it was like some shitty like horror movie that was like a PG-13 horror movie. Oh, for, like teenagers back when I was like in high school, was it like Piranha 3D, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, My Bloody Valentine. I saw that one too. I think that was the last 3D movie I've seen. Oh wow, yeah, it's not worth it, man. I'm not bringing fucking glasses to the movie theater. You give me the glasses. That's how this works. I'm pirating everything. I, yeah, I'm not going to go to the movies anymore. I'm just going to pirate it. Fuck it. Oh, bootleg. How are you going to pirate it? You don't own 3D movie or glasses, dude. You can't pirate it. It'll be fucked. No, I'll just I'll bootleg it. But it, it's going to be the same thing, though, without the glasses. What? You need to pirate some glasses is what you need. Yeah, I do. I need to do that, too. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to pirate my way out of this situation. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to go to China and hang out outside the movie theater. I just uh, like sell knockoff 3D glasses. Oh like yeah, seven cents cheaper than what they sell for the theater. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, do that. All right. Anyway, so that's Venom. I liked it. It wasn't that bad. Uh, go check it out. Uh, but not in theater. Pirate it. Bootleg. Bring your glasses. Bootleg. Bootleg it. Bring your glasses with you. Don't go to the theater. Pirate it. All right. Buy your glasses from me. Uh, that's a uh, you, you. You can buy. Glasses from uh, patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. That's where we sell them. Yeah. All right. Street corner right outside the theater. That's right. Anyway, Dave, speaking of piracy, uh, what do you want to... Speaking... Oh, (laughs) damn it. Yeah, beat you to it. Oh, man. Speaking of media consumption slash piracy, 
What do you want to read next week? I'm going to go with Scott Pilgrim, Precious Little Life. It's volume one. All right. I, I, I've never read it, so I think that'll be cool for me. I saw that movie, Michael Sarah, a long time ago. Good movie. It's similar to that. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, what I want to read next week is Cosmic Ghost Rider, Baby Thanos Must Die. So this one is a... Uh, Wait, did you say Baby Thanos? Baby Thanos Must Die. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> this one seems like batshit crazy, and I just want to read the description real quick, because this is what convinced me to pick this one. You knew him as the Punisher. Frank Castle made a deal with the devil that made him the Ghost Rider. A deal with Galactus made him cosmic, and a deal with Thanos made him... dead? Not to worry. Castle doesn't die easy. He's coming back, and he's got a plan to make the universe a better place. It all starts with an idea so simple he cannot believe no one has ever done it before. But as with all things <laughs> worth doing, it's not going to be easy. And things soon get truly weird, as Castle takes on space sharks, faces down the future Guardians of the Galaxy, and runs into Galactus during a bar fight. It's Frank, er, the Punisher, um, Cosmic Ghost Rider, in the craziest caper he's ever had to deal with. And this is a Cosmic Ghost Rider, vol- er, issue 1 to 5. So that, that fucking description sounds insane. I really want to see this bar fight with Galactus. That's fucking cool. Sounds like he makes a lot of deals with a lot of super shady characters. What the fuck, Frank Castle? Yeah, you're really running with the wrong like crowd. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you like have some kind of idea that you're probably not going to like the results of all these deals you're making? <laughs> yeah, you should have you should have known better. But hey, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out next week. I'm I'm actually excited for this one. It seems just like fucking crazy, and and just I'm I'm into it. Yeah. This- this bar fight has potential. Yeah, I really, I really hope this appears in this volume. All right, so follow me at D Lewandowski. I'm on the internet at D Stu the God, and you can follow the podcast at Giraffes HBT Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and Instagram and the internet, and Patreon, and Reddit. I don't know. Is that the Reddit? Oh, oh, right. We have a we have a subreddit now, so you can go on there. It's another way to talk anonymously, so you can talk as much shit as you want, and we won't know who you are. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the the Reddit is r slash ghbt pod. There you go. Hell yeah. So, Daniel Burbank, thanks for the sound. <laughs> wait, wait. You need a one of us needs to waste our time and make a Tumblr for the the show. Is Tumblr still a thing that people use, like old teenage kids? Is that a thing that they still do on Tumblr? I don't know. They just repost pictures of dumb shit. I mean, I guess we could. Yeah, that'll be lit. Lit AF. <laughs> what else is there? Do we have a MySpace? Is MySpace still there? We can do a MySpace. <laughs> Friendster. Yeah. Yeah, just put it on everything. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to create a LinkedIn as well, just, you know, for the professional <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, I like it. Thanks for the theme song, Daniel Burbank. You can follow him, or you can find his music at soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. All these links are in the description below. All the links, including the Friendster, MySpace, <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah, all of it. Add us. We'll, we'll, I don't know what you do on LinkedIn. We'll email. Read some before. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Email. Read email some- us through LinkedIn. 
That's and right. Then we'll play the Jossa track. <laughs> there we go. It's worth it now. I'm creating All right. a LinkedIn. All right, we'll play. We'll, we'll play this one more time. I know how to read. Ah, boy. damn it! Just not this tall. <laughs> I pressed the wrong one. Read it. <laughs> GHBT Podcast. Uh, you bastard. You bastard. Alright. See you next week. Bye. Okay. Horses. I'm going to beard. <laughs>